0: You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. All right. You ready to rock and roll?
1: Ready to do a little country. No.
0: going to do a little country. All right. Well, hello and welcome to the Grace Church Slato podcast. My name is David Laws, and I'm joined by Jason Goings, pastor of preaching and vision here at Grace. Jason, thanks for being here. Well, howdy. Wow, we're it's going to country be here. today, I huh? told you I'd bring in some
1: country. Was no. that
0: like a Texas A&M howdy, or was that like a country Ouch. howdy?
1: No, we probably should start over if we're going to go there.
0: But, uh, <laughs> Not a good week. Yeah, man, I I I don't. I,
1: I used to be the biggest football fan, and, um, and then this weekend happened. No, but this weekend, every team I cheered for lost. I was 0-6 yeah. going into Sunday, had a great, amazing day on Sunday morning, was tired, ready to watch my Steelers play. Um, and then got home and saw the score was already 27 to 7. Ooh, so I was yeah. like, okay, not a great day. But for all the Cowboy fans, I'm sure they're loving it. Yeah. All the Texas fans are well, loving it. Well, I don't it.
0: diversify as much as you. I have exactly one football team that I really care about and cheer for, and they got demolished. And that was the pre mentioned Texas yeah. Aggies. It was yeah, not a good weekend. That was rough. For us. Yeah. Well, so. I didn't think we were going that direction well, yeah. <laughs> to start things off today, but it's been a while, and I'm excited to be back on the podcast. We had to take a few weeks off just because of all these kind of schedule changes and vacations, like that. and yeah. we
1: had a there was some stuff with the building stuff. I mean, there's there's been mm-hmm. stuff going on, so we are, yeah. we're sorry about that. So,
0: but I'm excited to be back in action. Yeah, uh, and yeah. if this is your first time joining us, we want you to know that. Uh, We really do this podcast for one reason, uh, and that's that you would come away with a greater love for God's Word, and you can have a better idea how you can take the things that you're reading in Scripture and then apply them to your daily life. And so our life verse this week is from Isaiah 42, verse 3, and it says this, "...a bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice." Uh, so Jason, I'm excited about this one. Uh, we were talking a little bit about it kind of just in the lead up to the podcast, but why don't we just start like we usually do, which is just kind of breaking down the context of what's going on in this book, this chapter, this, this section of scripture.
1: Yeah. So most people would, if they were honest, they would admit that their first couple of times trying to read through the Bible, they make it and they're, they're going hard and they get to Isaiah. Yeah. And if they,
0: is, if they make it through De- Deuteronomy, well, yeah, but Deuteronomy
1: is early on, and so a lot of people do make, yeah. you know, make, um, and you know, and then they make it to Isaiah, and it's like, wow, you know, it, it it's long, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I do not think that anyone with that's a sincere reader of Isaiah, especially believers and followers of Jesus, can read through Isaiah and not be struck by the authority. Mm-hmm and the power that's revealed in God, but also the wisdom of God. So Isaiah being a prophet, God is revealing through Isaiah, here comes, this is my strength, this is my might, this is the justice that's coming. Mm -hmm. But you also see all throughout this book that I have a plan, Mm -hmm. I have a plan of redemption, and it's such a wise plan. It's better than any plan we could come up with. And so um, I think it's really, really important to know that uh, in this context, because right here in Isaiah 42, we see some amazingly beautiful parts of his his plan. So
0: Yeah, Isaiah might give us a clearer view of that coming plan, that coming salvation, maybe as much if not more than any other book in the Old Testament, as far as like really clear pictures of what that salvation is going to look like. You know, there's these these hints and these foreshadowings but Isaiah lays some things out pretty explicitly and pretty consistently throughout throughout the book.
1: Well, in very detailed about who's bringing that salvation. Right. You know, that, that so many messianic prophecies in Isaiah that are very detailed and clear. I mean, yeah. Isaiah 53 and then, then in Psalm 40 I, I'm sorry, Isaiah 42, this is one of those. There's yeah. this is a this is a passage that's pointing to the Savior, pointing to Jesus. And specifically in Matthew 12, verse 19 through 21, we see the reference in Matthew pointing to this very text. But yeah, this is one of those texts that um, you're right, it's it's not only clearly talking about how salvation will look, but even, I would even say more importantly, who is bringing the salvation. So
0: Yeah, and it's yeah. one of those, I feel like it's one of those passages that if you're reading casually, you know, you're you're kind of just... Uh, maybe you're busy or, or not really slowing down. It's easy to actually kind of sprint through this this verse and maybe miss what all's actually happening in it.
1: Yeah, as like maybe in comparison, to like Isaiah 53, right, which is very detailed. Yeah, and that's really one of the goals of podcasts is to uh, awaken in us this desire to not approach the Word of God casual, but like come hungry, ready to absorb something beautiful and true. And, and so let's read it. Let, let's actually read uh, verses one through three. Um, and I'll, I can read it real quickly. Um, you know, it says, behold, my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him and he will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. And here's our verse for the week. Verse 3, a bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. So, it's it's just such a great reminder of the wisdom of God that he is bringing, at this time, he's telling the people, I am bringing justice, and my servant will be bringing this justice, but... It it is strength with tenderness. Yeah. It is strength with mercy. It's beautiful. It's so good. So
0: well, yeah, yeah. And so let's kind of dig into that idea and kind of break it down. I for me, when I read it, that's the probably the key word that sticks out to me is like this is a tender. There's a tenderness to this salvation, like yeah. a graciousness, a kindness. Uh, yeah. Th-
1: this is a this is the servant. So it's Jesus, mm-hmm. um, who who will be protecting bruised reeds. You know, think about that. Think about that a reed is it's already bruised. Something has happened. Could be the elements have just bumped it and bruised it, made it weak, basically. It's fragile. And so it's close to being completely cut down, snapped in half. It wouldn't take much. Maybe a slight breeze or brush of water lapping up on a gust of wind somehow may snap it. But Jesus is it, the same one who spoke and cast demons out of people um, is with all of his might, with all his power, with all of his authority is so tender and merciful that the bruised reed is safe. So yeah. the, the bruised person, the beaten up person Will find safety in the strength of Jesus. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I mean, when you're when you're thinking about what does this even mean? What what is a bruised reed? It's really getting getting this idea of someone that's fragile, someone that's vulnerable, someone that's maybe hurting or broken or in need. Um, mm-hmm. And so when you think of those, someone in that s- state when they see someone of power, there can be one of two responses there. Like there can either be relief or fear, like, yeah. oh, this is someone that could hurt me, take advantage of me, or there's this relief of like, oh, this is this is the safety I've been needing. And mm-hmm. so it's like a, it's revealing that part of Jesus' character, Like yeah. He's one that's going to care for – he's not going to break and bruise the, the bruised reed even farther. Like he's going to yeah. respond to it with gentleness and care. Well,
1: and in, in likewise, the very next – you know metaphor too is he's he's if you if your fire is being snuffed out being burned out and so the picture here is this wick that's just close to just getting burned out burned mm-hmm. up and in in it's barely hanging on i mean like there's just barely that orange little ember you know that you know you just the slightest little breeze or a little whisper yeah will just cause it to collapse is safe mm. with the very one who spoke and calmed the entire storms. Yeah. And so yeah, it, there's this there's this mentality that that seekers of Christ can have because of this promise that what you were saying, if you've been burned up, burned out, your your fire is gone, you're you're bruised and beat up by the world or by your own sin, there is one who's strong enough and you know, we'll, we'll be ready to care for you. Um, it, 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 so Sam Alibary uh, has has wrote a little devotional about this and you can find it at desiring God. And it's really, it's really good. Um, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from that. Um, he says, so this gets us close to what the Bible means by gentleness. It's not the absence of strength, but the application of strength to a tender situation. I love that. And he goes on to say, Isaiah's prophecy looks forward to one who will not break a bruised reed. That is not because Jesus is a pushover. He's not soft. He knows how to apply strength to vulnerability. Think of all the things. Oh, yeah, he's saying he knows how to apply strength to those who are vulnerable. Think of all the things he could break. And then you begin to see the wonder of what he won't. Break. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I, I feel you're... like
0: it's the same idea that we've kind of seen on uh, this chunk of Luke that we've been walking through on Sunday mornings too. Mm-hmm. You know, when he looks out of this crowd of people that are sick and hurting and desperate and hungry and tired, mm-hmm. and it says that he looked at them with compassion, like mm-hmm. a like a sheep yeah. without a shepherd. You know, mm-hmm. because there's this part of his character that has a shepherding quality that that cares for those that are hurting and in need and. Um, and so it's almost like the manifestation of what Isaiah was talking about and prophesying about here,
1: yeah. And what's beautiful about it is not just that he has the heart of compassion. like we could look out at broken people and have a heart for them. yeah, but I do not have the capability or the ability to protect them from being snuffed out. Yeah, Jesus does. yeah, so, yes, it's the compassion, but it's also the strength applied to the vulnerable. Like yeah. you come here, you're you're bruised up. You're being snuffed out. Hmm. You come to me, all who are weary and heavy-hearted, and I'll give you rest from that. I will protect you. Yeah. Your fire will be relit. You're you're gonna become strong. You know, I just love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah. Um, for you, when you think about kind of application, how do, what do you what do you do with mm-hmm. this text? How do you respond to it or apply it or? Um, what what are some of the things that come to your mind there?
1: Well, before we get to that, if you want to read more about it, you referred, uh, you mentioned a book earlier with me, to me, and it, remi- it reminded me Richard Sibbs, one mm-hmm. of the Puritans, wrote um, a book on this on this passage. It's beautiful, yeah. and so yeah, and that uh, book's
0: called A Bruised Read, If you're yeah. if you're wanting to find that on Amazon or something Sibbs S
1: I B B E S, it's yep. a great great book. Um, it's been a while since I've read it, but it's it's so encouraging. Yeah. So so there's one application. Go read that and be encouraged. But I think for me, I think just to be a have a simple application would be that we should treasure the joyful privilege of, of a knowing that we're not going to get snuffed out. Yeah. The 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 pleasure of and the relief that the weight of my sin, um, the weight of the sin of the world is not going to break us or snuff us out. So that's one because of His strength, and right. secondly. I think, or B, um, that it is a strength that's not only not going to inflict pain on us, but it's going to be the very strength that protects us. Hmm. Um, That should bring you joy as you you drive through the day and you think about all the things that are wearing on you, bearing on you, that's hard. Memorize this verse, quote it again again and again and again, and, and remember Jesus Christ who's who's promised that in Christ he's not gonna allow you to break yeah he's not gonna allow you to be burned up and snuffed out so. yeah
0: the image that kind of comes to my mind is like my my little kids whenever they they know they've done something wrong or or they're yeah they broke some rule and then there's that look in their eye when they realize that I know that something happened mm-hmm. and there's like this hesitancy you know this like kind of fear or or you know this realization of like wanting to pull away and like hide whatever it is that they did and make yeah. little of it and and I think when we're in that place as followers of Christ where we know that we've messed up we know that we have mm. sin we know that we're falling short there's that tendency to almost want to pull away from from God and distance ourselves from him kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden like wanting to hide behind the mm. presence of God and I think if we can lock this this passage into our memory, that he's not going to break a bruised reed. You know, mm-hmm. if you humbly come before him, he's not He's not going to break a bruised reed. Like, right. he He welcomes those, uh, and that's why it talks about in Hebrews about being able to boldly come before the throne of God, not because we deserve it, but because this is what his mm-hmm. character is for those right. that are in, in him, who have placed their faith in him yeah. and repented of their sins. And, um, and so, yeah, it's not that we walk with a strut because of that, it's that we can have this confidence that he's not going to break that bruised reed. Yeah,
1: and I, I would say the strutters and the the ego driven folks don't realize they're bruised and their yeah. their fire's not stuffed out; they're on fire. So, yeah, th- this is this text is the encouragement for those who feel their fires going out. Yeah, it's just that, and and he's um, he's that good. Um, you know, it's the the illustration of the the massive lion. Or the hippopotamus with his big jaws, like that, that could just collapse an enemy and a foe with just one bite, but at the same time, gently picks up his children in mm-hmm. the same jaws and carries it from one place to another. Yeah. Um, this is our Savior. And this is the message that God spoke through Isaiah about the coming Savior. Yeah. Justice is coming, but so is the one with the ability to protect you and hold you.
0: Yeah. Well I think that's a great waning place for us today. Uh, and so we want to say thank you for joining us on the Grace Slato podcast and listening in. We hope that this discussion spurs you on in your love for Jesus and your love for people this week. We'll see you next Wednesday for our episode on Numbers chapter one verse seven.